You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, and general manager of Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company and a three-time winner of both the Consumer's Choice Award and the Best of London. We hope you'll be able to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30. We'll provide you information to you, our listeners, about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing, how it works in your home, and some energy-saving tips. But most important, the phone lines are open, so you can call in, ask any question you have relating to heating air conditioning and plumbing and one lucky caller today will win a free nest thermostat awesome so you can call in locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255 or if it's easier to send an email you can send an email to inch by inch at serviceexperts.com so we have a couple of guests with us today. Uh, Dan is unfortunately down at spring training watching Detroit Tigers not play very well, I hope, because <laughs> I'm a Blue Jays fan. Blue Jays, correct. Yep. Uh, but we have, of course, our regular Steve Gilbert who's with us today. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Peter. And we have uh, we brought in Chris Gillard, one of our famous plumbers that uh, work for us that is out there. So good morning, Chris. Hi, Peter. So we want some really good questions to stump Chris today. We, you know, he's kind of been in here a little cocky this morning, and we just want to make sure that he uh, he gets those tough questions. So don't wait. Give us a call at 519-643-2222. So, Chris, you've probably been out on a few frozen pipes and homes. Oh, a lot this year. Now, we're probably, with this warm weather that's coming in the next few days, is that something they should worry about? Um, actually, the warm weather is a good thing at this point. Uh, a lot of frozen drains out there that may start to free up, uh, but be mindful that there could be a crack in any of the pipes as well. When it does start to melt, um, you might see some water somewhere that it shouldn't be. And if you do, give us a call and we can uh, come out and fix your pipes, no problem. And then uh, the frozen pipes, if if it's in an area, let's just say like an outside tap that they don't use, they may start to see a leak coming from those as they start to warm up and melt? Yes. Uh, when water freezes, it expands, and it uh, can play tricks with the rubber seals and stuff like that and break them, and and so they don't seal properly when uh, when the time comes that they need to. So, you know, it's something that you need to pay attention in your homes, you know, in the basement, look around. Just if you hear that sound of want, rot... <laughs> water running, uh, you need to, you know, maybe do a little uh, research and try to figure out where that's coming from. Um, Steve, we've been talking a lot about Nest thermostats. Yes. We kind of have a little battle going between the two of us on how many leafs we we are saving. What right. What's the leaf mean on a Nest thermostat? Well, if you if you if you if you have a Nest and you see the leaf come up on your screen, it actually means that you've uh, saved a tree. So... Uh, if I recall, last year our contest 
I accumulated. I'd saved eighty-one trees last year, and I, I, I think you burned a, a few trees. No, I saved two. Okay, I saved two <laughs> trees. So, so you know, I'm working at it. I like my air conditioning, so I've been saving a little more in the heating season. But and the interesting thing about that too, uh, if the even if if because your nest has a certain program that it follows, if you alter that program and actually turn it down even a degree, it'll pop up a leaf automatically because you're actually you know, you're doing something to conserve energy. So now I know how you do it. So you go home every day and turn just, it down one yeah, degree just, just to, to get grab the, my leaf. Uh, yes, but it the nest is. Uh, I know you put one in for a business owner that um, she really was impressed with it, and now she's looking to add that to more businesses. It's correct. Yes, yeah, she um, she's very. She just liked the fact that she could um, have some control over the thermostat from being off site because she's not in the building all the time and. Um, you know, she and her staff have agreed that there should be a decent, kind of like our place, you know, everybody's fiddling with the thermostat. You can't keep everybody the, the right temperature, can't keep everybody comfortable. So uh, she can just kind of keep track of that and, and lock it up so that she can keep control of the thermostat at all times. So if I was in Florida, I can pull this nest up on my smartphone, check the temperature, check the humidity, make an adjustment, and the furnace will start at home? Yeah, any, anywhere you have an internet connection, whether it's a smartphone, Android, or even on the internet, so you can pull it up on your laptop as well. Anywhere you have an internet connection, you can pull up the website. So if you, if you are, you know, if you're looking for something like that, I love it because before I go home, I can sit at work, turn the temperature up a little bit. In the summer, I've got a dog, so I can check and make sure the air conditioner is on for the dog. So it to me, it it makes a lot of sense. Um, it does show me exactly when it comes on. So when I'm away, I can tell when somebody was in the house to check on the house, it will give me. So for insurance reasons, I could pull that up to show an insurance that, yes, I had people coming in and out of the house to make sure that it was on. So if you're looking for a new thermostat, that Nest is a great way to go. We would highly recommend it. Yep. The, um, we also did some training uh, last uh, week, a couple of days down in Toronto, about filters. And one thing that surprised me was how many square feet of filter is really in a one-inch filter or a five-inch filter. And uh, I'll let you explain exactly how many feet are there. Well, f- filters, uh, the, only, the only way we can you can rate filters these days, they call it a MERV rating, which is... Uh, the, the fancy word is minimal efficiency reporting value. Really, it's just how well your filter works, how how good it stops things. So your one-inch filters, um, the ones that, that we typically use are, are what we call a MERV-8. So they're like, um, they act like your nose. So your nose has a filtration property and a MERV-8 filter is the same filtration as your nose. And it, in that one inch has about two and a half feet of material to catch dust. Um, that doesn't last very long, probably about 30 days, and then you have to change it. When you get to a 5-inch filter, actually the MERV rating goes up a little bit to 11, so it's more efficient than your nose, and it's got 22 feet of area that it can capture material. So it, it does it does a better job than a MERV-8, and you obviously don't have to change it quite as often. And then the last ones are what they call the MERV-16s, and they're a 5-inch filter as well, but they're very dense, and they have 95 feet of of filtration catch like a catcher's mitt to pick up uh any pollens or dirt anything like that that's going through the filter 
So when you're thinking of replacing that filter, that's some stuff. I mean, you roll that out 95 feet on the ground, you'll get a, a visual of how much material is there to catch the dirt. It also doesn't, you don't have to change it as often. But if you have bad allergies, that MERV-16 is a lot better filter. Yeah, because it's 100% more efficient than your nose, and everybody's nose is a great filter. So that's just something to keep in mind. So buy a nose here. Where we would recommend either a MERV-11 or a MERV-10, or, or sorry, MERV-16 filter. So yes. if it's something you're looking at or you're replacing that furnace or air conditioner, definitely take a look at upgrading that uh, air cleaner at that point. So we're going to take a break here. If you got any questions, give us a call locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. And let's get some tough questions for Chris. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. I got a question for Chris here. Um, Sometimes when I'm in um, friends' homes, and I have to use their facility, I find the toilet is rocking when you sit down on it. What causes a toilet to rock? Well, a few things uh, can cause a toilet to rock. Uh, the first and usually the most common is the bolts on the bottom that fasten it down to the floor and to the flange have actually come loose. So if you there's two little plastic caps on the base of your toilet if you take a flathead screwdriver and pop those off, if your toilet is loose, uh, the first thing you can do is just ever so gently try and tighten those up and snug them up. Don't do them too tight or you can break the base of your toilet and then you have to go and get a new toilet. The other option that could cause your toilet to rock is the actual screws in the flange that hold the flange uh, to the floor um, can actually rot out and um, not fasten it any longer to the floor. Um, in that case, you either have to replace some wood around the flange or just find uh, new areas for the screws to fl- fasten to. That's a really terrible sound, you know, that, that cracking porcelain because I was uh, putting the, the back uh, basin, the back bowl on um, on my toilet and I was just tightening it up and I, I, I used a ratchet I just zipping it along, and I just gave it one more half turn, and I heard. Oh it's no! A, what did a, I do? <laughs> it's a terrible sound, and then it doesn't hold water anymore. No, and that and that's why we call Chris to come out. And exactly, do that I won't do it again. <laughs> yes, that's right. We are not plumbers, Steve and I. We we always get Chris or uh, Matt or Dan at the shop to come out and take a look and fix those things for us. But so if the wood is rotten out around it, that can be caused by the wax seal leaking. Yes, the wax seal leaking or if somehow there's been a ton of water get onto the floor and seep its way underneath the toilet, um, that can happen too. Um, You will find that a lot of older plumbers used to actually put a bead of silicone around the base of the toilet. Um, We're taught to actually not do that anymore uh, because it's more beneficial for you if the wax seal goes to see the water come out from underneath the base rather than being stuck underneath the base and letting that wood rot. So if you have a rocking toilet at home, it is something that can be fixed. 
get us out, take a look at it. We can determine whether it's uh, the bolts just need to be tightened or the flange is pulling from the floor or the wood around the floor needs to be replaced down there. But give us a call. Now, Steve, um, it's getting warm. It is. Isn't it great? Air conditioning season is coming. coming right around the corner. So what do, what do we need to do with those air conditioners that if you had a central air cover, have three feet of snow on top of them, on top of them. But if you didn't have an air conditioner cover, you got three feet of snow in them. Yeah, that's not so good. So what do we kind of do to get ready for that season or try to get those dried out a little bit? Well, certainly, you know, um, it's always best to have your have your air conditioner checked out. So before before it turns too hot, because, you know, we're all guilty of waiting till the hottest day of the year and turning the switch on and then all of a sudden it doesn't work and then you go into panic mode. So... Certainly, to be proactive is always the best step first. Um, call our technicians, come out and have a maintenance done, and uh, they'll check out refrigeration levels, make sure that that, that, that air conditioner is clear of any debris. Make, they'll clean it. They'll power wash it. They'll just make sure that it's going to perform for them. And then if you, you know, shovel the snow out around it now, get the snow off the cover, you know, give them a chance to dry out. Once we're sure we're not going to have any more snow, get that central air cover off. We're going to go to lines now. We have uh, Kip on the line. Go ahead with your question. Good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to attempt to put a toilet on for my first time. And I just had a question about um, the toilet that I have now has two bolts fastened to the floor. And I was wondering if those bolts are actually attached to the flange you call underneath it, because the new toilet only has one bolt. So I was just wondering, like, when I take the old toilet off, am I going to have a problem with... Uh, Attaching it or? The new toilet only has one bolt. That's correct. One bolt on both sides? Correct. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that the old toilet has uh, two bolts on each side, correct? correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can take the front ones out um, and you won't have to put those new ones or put that back in with the new ones. Um, the two at the back of the toilet will be the ones that are in the flange. Uh, those are the ones that you're going to be using there. Uh, you may want to go get a new set of bolts because sometimes they don't screw back on and back together properly. Oh, I didn't even know they. I didn't even look if they came with bolts. So you're saying the toilet probably doesn't even come with the bolts? Those those <laughs> flange bolts uh, come separately. Um, okay. They're they're fairly cheap price. Uh, you can get them at any hardware store. Oh well, perfect. Well, and thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. And the um, when we talk about the front ones, what would they be? Just bolted into the wood, or are they just a screw in there? Or? They're really just a screw with a lot of times like a hex bolt on top, and I've even seen just a regular wood screw in there. Um, lots of times the older toilets will still have like a porcelain cover that goes over top of them, so they're, you don't realize that it's actually just a screw there. Now he should be changing the wax seal as well, should he not? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Kip, if you're listening, to make sure you change that wax seal when you're changing the toilet as well. Yeah, when we'd recommend whenever, if you happen to have to remove your toilet, you always put a new wax seal down every time. A lot of people will look at it and say, oh, it looks fine, it's not that old. But that's a pretty inexpensive part to replace, um, to do it all and find out it leaks, and then you got to do it all over again. You might as well put that new seal in each yeah. time. And it can pretty easily cost you a lot more money if the seal leaks. That's correct. It goes through to the ceiling below you, and then you have to start replacing plaster or drywall. 
So for sure, Kepa, you'd uh, put in some new bolts, put in a new wax seal, and uh, should be good to go with your new toilet there. But if you do have any trouble, give us a call. You can call us at the shop, 519-681-2450, and we can have somebody out to give you a hand today. Um, we got uh, water heaters. Is uh, We now have been running water heaters for about a year and a half now. Had a great success with it. Um, we've got a special on that uh, you don't pay for three months if you rent it, uh, whether it's a conventional power vent or direct vent or even the tankless. And I know, Steve, you have the tankless in your home. What do you like about the tankless water heater? Um, I just, I like the fact that I'm not heating water while I'm sitting here in the radio show. Um, tank technology is a storage is a storage idea, and uh, you're just keeping water hot 24 hours a day, seven days a week for convenience. Um, the, the, all research shows that the average person uses 30 minutes of hot water a day. So if there's only two people in the house, you're heating water for 23 hours of not, of no, of no use. You might as well just heat what you use. And have you ever run out of hot water? No, I don't run out of hot water. Sometimes, you know, it it takes a little bit of getting used to because the hot water isn't right there all the time. So uh, you have to relearn some things. But, you know, when the hot water is on, you have all the hot water you want. Right. And then, and what Steve's talking about there is you got to push the cold water out of the pipe before you'll get the hot water. And, I mean, most of us are used to that, but sometimes... Uh, People think it's called instantaneous hot water, and it really isn't. It's continuous hot water. Yeah, water on demand. So you just you just heat what you use. So um, I know they're they're very popular in Europe. They had a hard time penetrating the North American market, but it looks like they're here to stay. Yeah, and the first models were not designed, I would say, correctly for the Canadian market. Yeah. Um, now we sell Renai and really believe in it because. They built a Canadian model that works. It's very hardy. Yeah, and it uh, builds in. One thing that I'd like to say is if you do live in the country uh, where you're on a well setting, um, you might want to shy away from uh, using an instant water heater uh, just because you don't have the filters in place uh, that are really needed um, to filter that water before it gets to the water heater. Uh, we found that you can have... Uh, some issues there um, if you're on well water. Yeah, they're very specific about hardness and water hardness. So you, you, in some cases, you certainly would have to have your water tested before you put one in. Right, and a softener before it, or or whatever is needed, or whatever is required. Yes, they're yeah. they're very strict. So that's definitely if you, you know you're thinking of replacing that uh, water heater, or it's you know over ten years old. We always get concerned on whether. You'll have a leak and a flood in a basement. It's something you're looking at. Uh, by all means, give us a call. We can give you pricing on that and uh, work out, our, you know, our three months. You don't pay for three months. Yeah. Now, uh, we're coming to spring, right? It's just around the corner, Steve? It is. So we duct cleaning is always a big thing then that people are looking to get done. So Absolutely. We want to make sure that if you're looking to get duct cleaning done, now's the time to book it. We usually book up and get pretty busy during that time, and we don't want to miss out. The same with the central air maintenance. If you're looking to do that, it's not too early to get it scheduled. I think May is already completely full. Yes. So um, you need to look at April or later, or if the snow goes away, we can do it in another couple of weeks, but uh, definitely take a look at it. So when we're not on the radio or you want to get a hold of Steve, Chris, or myself, you can give us a call in London or St. Thomas at 
or always at 1-866-EXPERTS or online at RoyInch.com. And you can listen to this show or any one of our shows on a podcast at RoyInch.com by hitting the Inch by Inch button on the right. So as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.